You're listening to the Handmade CEO Podcast. My name is Maria Lauren, small business owner and creative entrepreneur. Each week we'll discover the steps and motivation that inspire our guests to create income from their skills. Get ready to start learning how to creatively pursue your dream job by crafting it yourself. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode eight of the Handmade CEO. Today's guest is an old schoolmate of mine from high school. I started seeing her posts a while back and quickly fell in love with the passion that she showed for her business, Wicks Park Bar and Grill. I knew she'd be a great person to interview after I saw that she was opening up her restaurant during the slow season to local handmade CEOs offering workshops. Her normally seasonal business has extended itself all from the ingenious idea to open the doors to these classes. I've seen some fun classes from floral arranging to painting and everything in between. Christine is not only innovative when it comes to making things work, she also has a giving heart which allows local handmade artists to continue to grow their business in a fun environment like Wix. Please stay tuned in until the very end of the show as I give you some current updates on Christine and Wix Park. Welcome to the show, Christine. Uh, thank you for having me. All right, so let's just start by asking how long you've been running Wix Park Bar and Grill. So uh, we've been running it for 10 years. Uh, and I've been running it probably solo for the past seven years. Okay. We moved up here from Florida. My parents live here in the area. So we decided um, we were kind of done with the Florida heat and everything. So, uh, and I've always liked to host parties, put on parties. Uh, I'm very social. So we decided to go ahead and uh, open our own restaurant. And so we came up to Sagatuck and we bought a building. We took like, you know, our life savings and we did that. So we have a little slice of paradise here. That's great. 10 years is a super long time. When you started, did you buy an existing restaurant or was this something you created from scratch? Yep, it was already a re restaurant. It used to be called uh, Billy's Boathouse and then it was the Boathouse. It had some historical meaning to a lot of people that vacation here in Saugatuck, Douglas area. Uh, it's always been, you know, people to this day still call it the Boathouse, which I think is cute and funny. Or they ask for some of the, you know, dishes that the Boathouse had at one time. Um, so we bought it and then we just changed the whole concept. We did a, a little remodeling to it um, and uh, we named it Wicks Park because that is the local park across the street from us. So I thought it was a good way to identify where we're at. Um, you know, we could tell people, hey, come to Wicks Park Bar and Grill. We're located right across from the park. And there's a famous um, chain ferry oh. uh, that goes across the Kalamazoo River. And we're located right there. And it's the only working chain ferry. So there's a chain in the water and people pull it across kind of thing. Okay. So it's kind of like a historical little landmark and stuff. Oh, I have to go look at that. I don't think I saw that when yeah. I was there. Yeah, so it's um it's called the Sagatuck Chain Ferry, and it's the only chain ferry that's still running, and it's a really cool thing. So we're located right across there, so I named it Wicks Park just so it could uh, coincide with the town, uh, be a part of the community, um, and there's a lot of pretty trees, so it kind of all went together. That's really cool. So when you were younger, did you see yourself as a business owner or running a restaurant for that matter? No, I don't think I ever pictured myself having a restaurant or running my own business or being a manager of employees. 
Um, I don't know. I, I just, I really never thought about it. It wasn't something that like I woke up every day and was like, oh my God, I can't wait to do it. I mean, I've always been in the hospitality industry, either as a bartender or server, and I just always really thrived at it. So, you know, the next logical step was to own one, but it's not for the faint of heart. Owning a restaurant bar comes with a lot of ups and downs. Um, it's a 24 hour kind of business. It's never, I never turn it off. Uh, there's always something that needs to be fixed, that needs to be done, that needs to be taken care of. And what I have found is that no one does it better than the owner. Absolutely. That's just what it comes down to. So, you just kind of have to grin and bear it, and it's. I've had a have a huge time management thing where okay, I'll work for five hours this morning, I'll go home, and then I'll come back for dinner service. So it's it's a it's an it's an every hour every day kind of thing I think about. Well, I can imagine. My dad was a uh, chef for over forty years. Oh at, wow! Yeah, over at Pheasant Run in St. Charles. Oh. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And so he was gone working. He was every holiday. Um, yep. It was, you know, late hours, prepping, early prepping for the big day ahead and then clean up and, you know, getting everything ready for the following day. So it was. Yeah. It just never sleeps. Your mind never sleeps. I'm sure you have a, you definitely know the, the, the schedule and what it takes. It's hard on your body. I know that sounds super weird, uh, but the hot kitchens, um, the walking, the, you know, talking all the time. It, it's a, it's an emotional and physical draining, uh, uh, career path. I will say that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can imagine. I'm curious to know the difference between your busy season and your slow season. I know Saga Talk is a seasonal destination. Yes. So, uh, so Memorial Day to Labor Day, I would, classify that as our busy season. We are still busy in October, November, and December because people come up to see the colors change, Christmas time, Christmas parties. Uh, but right now it's just dead. Um, and it's it's a difficult, stressful uh, time because some a lot of businesses just close up for the winter. Some go down to Florida, some, you know, just close up and focus on other things. And I just always feel like I have this huge investment here. I, I might as well open and see who comes um, kind of mentality. And, you know, that's why I just keep the hours down to Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Um, and then I do, you know, like all those events, pottery classes, flower classes. I try to do those on Wednesdays to get people, you know, through the door. But it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very balancing of the budget too because you have to take all your savings that you made in the summer and pretty much make sure that it stretches you through the winter. It makes so much sense to keep your place open even if it's a reduced schedule. One other thing I was going to ask you, um, more or less for the makers out there, I've always wondered what the best way was to ask a restaurant owner or a person that has a space if I could host an event at your place. And I thought, well, you're the ideal person to ask. Oh my God, I would say, I say yes to everything. Oh. <laughs> I mean, if you, I, to me, if I can get, you know, 20 to 40 people, 40 being amazing on a Wednesday night in the dead of winter, let's put it that way, 40 people, between 20 and 40 people in the dead of winter and everyone buys, you know, two glasses of wine. And it's just me working with maybe one other cook, you know, I'm making, you know, five, six, seven hundred, maybe a thousand dollars when I would be closed. Perfect. Yeah. 
you know, so that little change, you know, a thousand dollars, you do it, you know, three, four times a week or four times a month, you know, it starts to add up a little bit and it helps paying some of the bills and not having to dip in the savings. That's great to know. I bet a lot of makers hosting a workshop are also slow during those months. So it's kind of a win-win for everyone. Yes. Do you charge to host an event? So usually I don't. I don't take anything from them. If they So like when my flower person comes in and she does her flower class, she charges, I think, like 50 bucks. Let's say, don't quote me, you know, 50 bucks. And I don't, I don't take any of that. I just let her have her flower class. But it's a small town. So in return, I usually get all my flowers for free. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like... You know, and flowers can be expensive, and I love flowers, and I buy a lot of them. So it's kind of like a little bit of give and take. Um, I work with the pottery. Paint a Pot is a pottery place in Holland. It's my girlfriend. She's run it since she was at Hope College and or owns it. And so she'll come down. You know, it's all my friends come in. You know, so it's kind of like I just try to find people that – are in the craft kind of industry that want to come down and host something and I don't charge them anything to host. So you could come and do a beating, you know, how to make a a bracelet, you know, that kind of thing. Like someone's crocheting, I think next week. Yes. I saw the crochet class and that's what got me thinking that I needed to ask you. I hadn't thought about the possibility that restaurants would also be looking to fill their space. Yeah, and it's a nice cozy, you know, I make it cozy in the winter. I bring in couches and I make, you know, I take out a lot of the tables and I make it pretty cozy in the winter. There's a nice fireplace. Um, So, you know, so people want to come out and hang out on a Wednesday night and have a few drinks with their friends. You know, we also get cabin fever here, you know, where don't see, you know, the 20, 30,000 people that we're normally used to seeing. So we kind of, as locals, miss the hustle and the bustle a little bit. Mm -hmm. So it's nice to get a group of people together and come out for a little while. So no, so I don't charge the makers or the craft people. I'm happy to open up my doors and you know, host and use my uh, space to host something. This is great to know. Right. I've seen places out here that charge rent for their small space or an event, and it makes me wonder if it's worth it. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, you could do it. It wouldn't be logical. I mean, you you know, it just wouldn't be logical or whatever. You know, like this weekend, I have a cookie decorating class, you know, so people will come in, they'll decorate some cookies, order a couple drinks, maybe have lunch. And, you know, enjoy Saga Tuck for the afternoon or whatever. So it's just, I don't know. It's just kind of, I probably should charge, but I feel like it's kind of like a karma thing. Like if I do enough good, then good will come back to me kind of thing. Right. And it's not really putting me super out. Right. I can understand that. So apart from the people that come, you know, in the summer that are just kind of hanging out there, where else do you find that you get most of your traffic? Like, is it through your advertising or? It's through my advertising. It's definitely through my social media, if you want to know the honest truth. Um, I think I just bombard people all day, every day with what I have going on. I really have focused on um, the live music atmosphere so that you, the majority of the bands, I book them myself. I listen to them. I decide if they're good or not. And the majority, I mean, I can't, they've maybe been one or two bands where I've been disappointed, 
But all in all, I've worked very hard to get a good group of bands that play here. So people, the word of mouth has gone very well. Like, oh, go to Wix. You know, they have a great band Friday and Saturday nights in the summer, Saturday in the winter. You know, so the word of mouth has helped too. Um, but it's taken a long time. I mean, I've been here 10 years and I can, I can finally say that I feel like it, it might actually work oh. if that makes any sense. <laughs> I love that. Well, yeah, I think the, the hard thing is you don't know where it's going and, um, especially in the restaurant business. And then you've got the seasonal aspect on top of that. I would imagine it probably takes a little bit longer for you to feel like, mm-hmm. okay, this is working. Yeah. And I like, I, this is how I go into work every day when I'm open for service. I mean, doing office work is a totally different other thing, but when I'm open for service, I always want people to walk into Wix and feel like they're walking into their home away from home or they're uh, walking into my house if they, if they were just coming over to my house for dinner. Um, so I want everyone to feel welcomed. I, it's an upscale casual vibe. Um, you know, this weekend, for example, perfect. It's president's weekend. It's a huge weekend here. People come up to ski, people come up to enjoy, you know, from Chicago or whatever, and, uh, come up just to enjoy, you know, life here. And so, um, you know, there was families with kids and then there's, you know, groups of friends together that are enjoying the atmosphere. So it's like a little bit of everything for anyone is kind of how I try to do it. Yeah, I like that. I didn't think about that. So there's probably good skiing up there. Yes, it's not. I mean, we're like, so around us is three ski places you could go to. I mean, comparable to Colorado, it's like Bunny Hills. (laughs) And then if you just go north up to Traverse City, then there's better skiing. But if you wanted to go ski for the day and take your little kids out there to like get the taste of skiing, it's awesome around here because they're, you know, little hills. (laughs) Yes, that's right about my skill level. Like, well meant. Isn't that by you guys? Like, it's kind of like that Alpine Valley, that kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I do know what you mean. So what would you say has been your biggest struggle in running the restaurant? Is it the seasonal aspect? Uh, Yeah, I think it has to do with the seasonal. Uh, Our food is amazing. Our atmosphere is amazing. I'm super proud of all the work that's gone into those two aspects. Uh, Because when there's people in town, we're busy. So it's just really, um, it's the people. It's not having the population to support a year-round business is really what is hard to do. And I've tried it every which way. I've tried to close. I've tried to just do pizzas. I've tried to do different things. And um, it's just a tough thing. It kind of just breaks even for the winter time. You know, I keep the lights on and all of that. So it's, I just don't want people to forget about me. So I don't like to close. I can understand that. It makes a lot of sense. I think if, like you said, you made such a big investment and then to just close it up. No, it's silly. So I just try to make it work however I can. So, and I think, you know, I've done good with the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I do a smaller kind of menu, you know, stuff that can withstand, you know, the week, um, you know, that doesn't go bad quickly or whatever. Uh, you know, my chef is awesome. He's been with me since we opened, you know, nine years, nine, ten, nine and a half years 
ago he came on board. So, and he's, you know, stood by me through, you know, my ex-husband leaving and, you know, just the winners and all of that stuff. So that has been a super helpful thing too, because I'm not exactly great in the kitchen side of things. I can throw a party. I can tell you how I want the food to look. I can tell you what plate I want it to go on. I can tell you how I, logistically I want everything to come out, but the actual cooking of it, that has to be left to the professionals and that's not me. <laughs> I love that. I would like to invite you to join me and the millions of people already learning a new skill on Skillshare. If you want to learn more about SEO for your small business or maybe take a class on iPhone photography, Skillshare has a class for you with thousands of classes ranging from art to business. I'm certain you'll find something that will take your skill set to a whole new level. Get two months of premium free when you try it out with the link in the show notes. Now back to the show. Who would you say has influenced you the most in your journey? So that's an interesting question because I wouldn't say that it's anyone that has to do with any of a restaurant business kind of thing. I would say my father is a workaholic and loves to work and is very good at working. And I think that's instilled in me. And I know this is going to be crazy because you know it, but being an athlete with sports performance and then going on and playing in college, it teaches you a certain kind of work ethic that you just want to do all the time. I can't imagine. I mean, I enjoy the lazy days and stuff like that, but I also enjoy the feeling of success when I have put the hard work into so I think it's a mixture of all the people that have coached me in my life. I think it's my father that has always pushed me, always pushed me. It's never good enough for him, which is totally fine. Um, and, you know, my kids, I need to provide for them and they need me. And I want them to be strong, independent humans in this world, however they decide to do that. Uh, I kind of, you know, do it all for them too. So it's a, it's a lot of different influences, I would say. But the majority, I would say, is just the way I was raised from my father and my mom and also um, just uh, being a collegiate athlete and knowing what goes into be, being successful. And then you can learn. I can pick up a book about a restaurant and learn about that industry. I can, you know pick up, you know, what plates I should use. I can talk to, you know, I'm totally okay with asking people how to do things when I do not know how to do them. So that's also been helpful is being humble. Okay. Yeah. Not having a huge ego and thinking you can do it all on your own because you cannot. Oh, yeah, I agree 100%. And I think that's another common thread that I'm seeing with a lot of people that have started their own business or are running their own business is that they're constantly having to learn something new and there's no shame in asking, but no, no. the important thing is just learning it, you know, and, and there's so much free information out there and so many great resources. Um, most of them are free. I mean, I think even YouTube is <laughs> a great resource. No, exactly. Exactly. So I'm just, Keep, you know, keeping that focused and that kind of thing. And um, yeah, so a lot of people have influenced me, but I just think when it comes down to it, I enjoy working hard and I enjoy the feeling of success. So therefore, you know, I think I just keep going for that fact alone. Do you have something that you keep in mind, like a quote that keeps you motivated on a daily basis? 
So it's funny. Our tagline for Wicks Park uh, is where good friends gather. And like, I always keep that when I'm making decisions like, okay, where would I want to go with all my friends? So I do like that tagline. Well, I think that your, your motto is really cool for the restaurant. I feel like that. Yeah, we're good friends gather. Yeah, I, it feels to me like you're not going to make decisions or do things for your business that wouldn't fulfill that. So that totally makes sense for me. But okay. yeah. yeah, I mean, that's what I'm always thinking about is, you know, where I where I would want to hang out, what I would want to drink, what I would want to eat. And not necessarily like pigeonhole to me, but I am open to hearing you know, different kind of things that I would have never thought of, but a good friend of mine might have thought of it. Like, hey, you should try this. And I'm like, huh, interesting. I should. And then I give it a try. And if it works, it works. And, you know, if it doesn't, it doesn't. And I think that's another thing with the small business is you kind of have to try a whole bunch of different things, whatever it, however it is to selling something, to promoting something, to making something, and they're not always going to work. That's great advice. I think it's always that way when you have your own business. Sometimes things work out, other times they don't. Right. It seems that the quicker you bounce back and try something new, the better. Right. And what would you say has been the best part of running your own business? Um, it's the freedom to kind of have my own schedule. You know, I can kind of bounce around, like like I said, work for, you know, three, four hours in the morning when no one's here. And then, you know, come back on lunch service or dinner service. So I do like the freedom of being my own boss kind of thing. The downfall of that is that you're your own boss and no one else is going to motivate you except for you. And when it comes down to it, you're the one that is the ultimately making the decisions and having to decide what's best for the business. That's so true. I, I always say it, there's sometimes not a single person to cheer you on. No, <laughs> there's nobody. It's a very lonely, uh, it's a very lonely, I mean, I guess if you own like a business with a partner or whatever, you feel a little bit more empowered because you have someone to bounce ideas about or whatever. But owning this, it's just kind of like sometimes I'm like, well, this is a crap shoot. We'll see what happens. <laughs> and then if it works, I, everyone's happy. And then I'm just sitting here going, oh, that was a good one, Christine. Nice job. <laughs> so, you know, that's the amount of applause I get is kind of myself. Exactly. And are your girls involved at all in the business? or do you... No, no. It, it's, I think this is a crazy business and you have to be a little nuts to do it. And I would rather them go do a different vocation, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> honestly I don't want them working the long hours like this and the craziness of it all and they both show no interest in it at all either okay. well it's good that at least they're they're exposed to it and they know oh they're here yeah when they were younger they were here a lot because I couldn't obviously leave them at home alone but now they're not here so much They'll come down, you know, for dinner or I only live like 10 minutes away from the restaurant too. Okay. So it makes it very convenient. So like they'll, you know, ask, and, and my parents live in town, so they'll come to dinners or stuff like that. But but they, they pretty much have their own very different life than, than the restaurant business, I would say. Yeah, that's really cool though. But I know they're definitely seeing all the lessons and the hard work and the dedication. Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Definitely seeing all of that. So hopefully they won't be... Hopefully it will all be for the good and they won't see, they won't pick up any of the bad characteristics of working 24 hours a day. <laughs> <laughs> what advice would you have for someone wanting to start a similar business? 
Well, you can't be scared for it to fail because the chances of it failing are pretty high. You can't have an ego. Um, no one likes an owner of the restaurant to be sitting down getting drunk and not being a role model. So I would definitely say you have to be the role model. You have to do the heavy lifting. If a light bulb needs to be changed, you have to show that you can do that too. If you prance around snobby, that won't ever work out. So I guess the biggest thing I would say is lead by example. You know, you want your people that work for you to care about, I want them to care about Wix as much as I do. Obviously, they're not going to, but they you can instill as much as you can. So I try to be very present here. I try to be very... You know, like I said, if I come in for four hours, I'll see some of the cooks in the morning. We'll discuss a few things. I'll go home, be with the kids or do whatever I have to do. And then I'll come back for dinner service or whatever. So I just try to be very present and show that I care, that I take this very seriously. And it's what puts food on the table for my kids. So I, you know, I want it to be successful. Oh, I think it's commendable. I can't imagine um, it's, I can imagine the hours because I know just from experience with my dad, how many hours. Um, oh my God. You know, yeah, he was probably, you were probably like, where's my dad? 12 hour days. He was, yeah, he was definitely. What does he do now? Uh, he's retired and oh, he, good for him. yeah, him and my mom and him, they go to the health club every day, like clockwork from like 11 to 2. So they take okay. the time. They just kind of hang out. They you know hang out there. Yeah, they do whatever they do, and they come home. And every Sunday we go to um, my parents' house, and my okay. brother goes with his kids. My sister goes with her husband and kids. So there's, um, I think, fourteen of us every Sunday, and he makes food for us still. <laughs> Well, so it's still like he has a little restaurant without, he only has to do it one day a week. Exactly. And it's really, really cool. I love that we all get to, you know, see each other at least once a week. And, um, you know, I've told him, Dad, you know, I'll take over. Why don't I bring something or the other? Right. And he says, you know, it's your time to relax. We, You guys well, work all And he all probably week. enjoys cooking for you. I think so. Yeah. And I think he kind of misses what you were saying is the you know, the hustle and bustle. He used to do thousands. Yeah. There's no way he doesn't. He no. has to. Yeah. There's 100% he misses it. Yeah. The camaraderie and the craziness that you get after you just serve 500 people dinner is pretty amazing. So yes. Yeah. And those are the best stories is sitting there listening to his, you know, stories of how they almost ran out of this and how he whipped up something else. And, you know, it's just, all those are, are the, the best and I can definitely tell he misses it. Well, good. I'm happy that he's retired and enjoying life. Yes, <laughs> he is. Um, okay, so Christine, I just want to um, ask, where do you, where can people find you? So you can find me on Facebook at Wicks Park Bar and Grill. Uh, you can go to our website, wickspark.com. And anyone can always send me an email and say hello or ask me a question or whatever, make a reservation. Um, or if they're in, if they want to explore Saugatuck Douglas, I am happy to answer any questions that they have. Um, and that's Christine at Wixpark.com. Perfect. Thank you so much. When I spoke with Christine, I was making plans to go visit in late spring or early summer. It was mid-February and life as we knew it had not changed. Since that time, just one month later, we have all been advised to stay home. We're not sure how long the coronavirus will keep us at bay, but what I do know is that some businesses, particularly restaurants, need the support of people surrounding them. During this difficult time, I have seen Christine continue to post about ways that she can be of service to her community. She has kept her doors open, offering to bring food out to her patrons. 
This forward thinking is what it takes to be able to survive in difficult times like this. I hope you'll join me in making a beeline to see Christine once this is all behind us. If I was a local, you can rest assured that I would be visiting Wicks to pick up some of their amazing comfort food. This too shall pass, and I'm thrilled to know that once it does, we'll all be able to show the world that although we were separated for a time, we were united in our strength to keep each other safe, and we all look forward to the day we can personally visit each and every place that kept their lights on just for us. Thank you so much for listening to the Handmade CEO podcast. Don't forget to check the show notes to get a glimpse of today's featured guest and special offers. If you love the show, leave a review and share this episode with a friend. Thanks for tuning in. Now it's your turn to start handcrafting your dream job.